0: Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Rick Grunewald. So uh, this week, uh, the test race for Project Echelon's race series went off, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Some preseason action. But before we do, Rick, how you been? So we (laughs) actually have a bit of news ourselves um, with we you know we we got onto to zwift we've the entered the week. virtual world yeah we're gamers so why don't we start off with as kind of we always do let's talk about our last week because i mean it, it's been pretty different
1: yeah for sure uh my week has been completely different now um so like i mentioned before kind of talking on the podcast the last couple of weeks i was working with a local Nike team so I would say most of my riding, like maybe 80 or 90% of it, was just riding on the mountain bike, doing a lot of that at the end of the year. Also, falls a great time for mountain biking. And then this week, I started kind of my new routine, which is uh, riding Zwift, usually in the mornings, and I've also started doing some weightlifting in the afternoons as well too. Um, so my first day on Zwift, Monday, did a group ride early in the morning. Um, pretty fun, you know, pretty solid. Just It's just like riding with a bunch of avatars on the screen, and you would think um, that's not entertaining, or why would you do a group ride? You used to ride by yourself. But it's kind of nice to know you're just riding with other people. Um, People were like typing in chat uh, as we were riding. I don't know how people were were doing that. That was
0: kind of- Oh, so you can, so if you have the companion app, you can kind of queue it up ah okay so you can just like tap your screen yeah i again i don't, I don't know, know why do it. well i don't know why you'd really want yeah to. but it's kind of nice to see people just kind of chatting as we were riding. yeah so that's when to- cool. me and tommy did a race we chatted back and forth to oh, each yeah? other yeah nice we had the start and stuff
1: yeah and then um <clears throat> wednesday actually hopped into a race it's my first swift race in a while uh did a b grade crit in the morning with uh podcast listeners tommy and matthew we actually got on a discord channel and we chatted
0: during the race which was clutch how did that that go great like with the noise and stuff
1: uh it was fine i think i probably had the most sensitive mic so and i had the loudest trainer probably too so i think they might have kind of heard that a little bit more than my voice but i could talk pretty easily with with tommy and matt that was a ton of fun um i really enjoyed the zwift racing it was like very, it was like a very competitive race. I got fifth. Tommy got fourth. Beat me by like second. Uh, but we did like a morning crit, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and there was like a little cobbled section in the crit, which is kind of cool because it like broke up the race a little bit. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was that was fun. And, um, that's kind of been my will be my new routine. You know, doing some Zwifting and some weightlifting going forward. What about you, Ryan? What was your uh, what was your week like? You also uh,
0: started yeah, drifting. I also started doing yeah. Zwift. Um, so I tried out a race as well uh didn't go well because like in the first six minutes my so i was using my my laptop yeah so i have like a gaming computer but it's not near my bike so i use my old laptop Mm. which is not a good laptop Mm -hmm. the bluetooth kept cutting in and out and then eventually Mm -hmm. just kind of died do you have a
1: ipad no um okay other tip you can install with, What? What? So okay. What's that's your, what, I'm gonna what grade get to? is your phone? So
0: that's why I was going to okay. get to was I. So I didn't know that you could pair it with your phone, mm-hmm. and then the phone communicates like with your laptop. Yeah, you can screen mirror. I didn't know that. I. So I've I found it. Before. I found it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, but so I actually had to cancel out of the race I was doing with Tommy, and then I started uh-huh. my own my, uh, a different race. Yeah. Uh, I got relegated from the race because <laughs> it was my first race, and I always hear people going like. You know, A's are for, like, World Tour Pros, B's are for, like, Cat Ones, and then everything else is, like, sandbaggers and stuff. So, like, I always thought you started, like, super low. Yeah. And I was, like, expecting it to be just, like, you know, equivalent to a 2-3 race. And right. I started in C. Okay. Uh, it was not like that. Uh, everybody lied to me. <laughs> well. And I, so I just started going off the front. Um, so people were going pretty hard on the front and then I was like, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go hard too. And I started going off the front to try to create a breakaway. Yeah. And all of a sudden I get a pop up on my screen that says your Watts per KG are too high. You're being relegated to like back down to like three to 3.5 Watts per KG. And as soon as I did that, I just shot back through the group (laughs) (laughs) and it got a lot harder. Yeah. So I think I ended up taking like thirty third when I was like on a in a breakaway. Yeah. So that didn't go well. So, but I know now I'm gonna I'm gonna do A's next. Uh, yeah. And see and how that goes because I was looking at the A's watt per kg and I was like right. You're in that area. I was in that area. I was yeah. doing the same watts per kg as the guys doing A's were.
1: So you're you're a hundred percent correct. Zwift used to kind of be like the Wild West of sandbaggers where. Uh, you think you've got A fitness and you you jump into an A race and you're getting like you know just absolutely shelled in the first five minutes and you're like what's going on here this doesn't quite seem correct. Um, I will say uh, so Zwift has done a lot of work to actually like uh, police the the rank that people anti are sandbagging anti sandbagging yeah. Uh, so like I was actually surprised because same thing happened to me a while back. I did a uh, I did a B race maybe like. A year and a half ago, and it was incredible. The guys that were winning the race were doing like five watts per kilogram for like. So that's what I thought. Like an hour. That's what everyone
0: always said was like the cheaters and stuff are so rampant. But I was expecting uh, Cat C everyone to be above 4.0.
1: Yeah, but like for Zwift, they've done such a good job like relegating now that I think it. I think it both. Well, what happened to you? People will legitimately get relegated, and I think it also kind of scares away people. And there's there's two parts to this. Right. So you've got to have your heart rate Uh, if you want to like I if I'm if I remember correctly, like if you're doing really well in a race, like if you win the race, you got to kind of match heart rate and see like, okay does that actually make sense? So even if you were to sandbag in a C race and keep it like at four watts or well, keep it in that range and then kind of like explode at the at the finish to try to win the race, they'll look at your heart rate and they'll be able to see like, oh, you did 120 beats per minute. You shouldn't have been here. So like when we did when we did our race in the morning, um, surprisingly enough, everybody was pretty much in the range. The people that like won the race or did well, uh, we were just like a little bit over like, you know, four watts per kilogram, which in the B, that's kind of like the limit you should be at. And actually somebody in our race even got relegated that finished like third place because just like you mentioned um, or just like I mentioned, he had kind of like a weirdly low heart rate for doing that well in a race. So I think they've done like a great job of kind of policing things. It doesn't stop the weight doping. You can still
0: manipulate your weight, but you can't like uh, jump around into, into different categories. You know, that's one thing where I was going through like the list of like cat A, and there were so many people that were, are doing like 230 to 260 or 70 watts mm-hmm. that are at like 4 point whatever watts per kilogram. Mm. They have to be so light in order to have over 4.0 watt per kg at like 250 watts yeah
1: it's kind of funny that's sus to me it's kind of a little sus yeah it's kind of funny because you think about like you go to local group ride maybe a couple guys that are kind of that light especially the really fast guys that are like you know maybe local pros are kind of in that like super lean very big engine category but i guess maybe it's the internet maybe it's swift and maybe it's just people i'm not aware of but it seems like a very high percentage of people are uh below 130 pounds online
0: manipulated a little bit a little bit maybe yeah um yeah besides Zwift I mean I'm uh, I got back onto the training train after a week off or not a week off but like a recovery week um which did not do me much because this or today I should say I developed a stress fracture no bueno um which kind of just in killed your foot me in my foot uh which kind of just really killed me Uh, I've had a stress fracture before from when I was running track. And, you know, so I'm pretty familiar with the feeling of a stress fracture. Yeah. I haven't gone to like a doctor or anything, to be honest. I'm not going to. Um, I mean, what are they going to do? Well, They're going to just tell me you have a stress fracture. Yeah. Uh, I I originally thought because I kind of felt it kind of building up, but I thought pretty much until today. Yeah. I think this week I started thinking, I wonder if it's a stress fracture. I don't think it is. But it kind of felt like it was more like I pulled a muscle on my yeah. foot. And then today when I went out for my run uh, during my lunch break, I pretty much took like five steps and just stopped. And I was just like, shit.
1: Starts training for triathlon, starts running, develops an injury.
0: Yeah. I mean, looking kind of looking back at I mean, I've been doing – I went from doing no running to quite a bit of running.
1: How many times a week um, were you running?
0: Three or four and typical runs like five miles, so – Plus, that's a lot. Yeah, plus biking too. Doing the uh, like doing workouts, you're still kind of you're not really resting it in between. Right, with bike workouts. Rest is like feet up. Yeah, up. maybe not swimming, doing anything. Even yeah. swimming, maybe it's like the best thing for it. But so yeah. so now my plan is is I'm going to take a few days off. I mean, there's a chance it, it maybe it's not. You know. Yeah, right. I'm going to take a few days off. I'm going to Anna's planning on going for a run on Sunday. I'm going to see how it's feeling on sunday if it still feels the same i'm gonna be like all right done and dusted it's a stress fracture i'm gonna try to do no running for three weeks but yeah. i'm going to replace it with going Increased on the biking n- elliptical elliptical, elliptical. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do all my workouts right. on the elliptical because that's also no impact yeah
1: i think that is and that's actually uh, what i did
0: last time when i uh had a stress fracture in track when i ran track Elliptical. My, I, I just did Olympic elliptical workouts every single day. Yeah,
1: no, that's a good idea You just don't want to get into that like zone I always like I feel like i've heard and know of so many triathletes or even just like runners period where It's not like fully injured. It's pretty injured. You can kind of train with it You probably shouldn't train with it Like that's a terrible zone to be in because you're just always tempted to train with it. Yeah, you'd be better off just like overcompensating with rest give it a break just train bike and swim and then when you're ready you're ready that's kind of the way i view it yeah uh not that i'm a triathlete but you know from
0: my experience yeah and it sucks you know the thing i'm gonna lose is that is like the impact on the muscles sure that's that's gonna be what's gonna be the hardest to get back to the elliptical is good it it actually worked really well for me when i i had to do it last time Mm -hmm. i came out of uh, out of like elliptical workouts pretty fit yeah um but I mean that that was a little different I was a 400 runner Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to run long distances were you doing like elliptical sprints uh no I did like uh I can't remember it I would just do one of the basic workouts that the elliptical had and I mean they're tough Mm -hmm. like the elliptical is no joke and I do like 30 minute workouts yeah so well anyways best of luck in uh, the healing that's what I'm gonna do Uh, um I'm going to, so every week I have like a, like an easier ride or like a longer ride. So like Mm -hmm. this weekend on Saturday, I have a two hour ride. So my plan is actually to ride an hour and I'm going to do it on Zwift actually. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to ride an hour on Zwift. We're going to do, I'm going to do a race. I know you said you might do, you might race on Saturday as well. It's dude, I'm finding that it is
1: hard, hard, especially like, uh, our friends group for sure. We all like to race bikes quite a lot it is hard to get on Zwift and not do a race. Like anytime I get on, I'm like, Oh, I can do a race. And I think that's because, you know, we live in Wisconsin. We have a kind of a short race season in general. We got like, it's kind of hard to find races. We haven't raced bikes in a long time. So like, um, like Tommy, every time Tommy's getting on Zwift, dude, he's doing like three or four races a week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that pace can be sustained, but they're really fun. They're not long. They're not long, yeah. Like, we did that crit. It was a 20-minute crit in the morning. So, like, I just kind of rode and did, like, an easy ride before and then just, like, added that crit on at the end. And it was a nice little, like, uh, you know, nice 20 minutes of uh, intensity. And that's what's kind of nice about the races is that you don't have to do a workout. You can kind of find a race that fits the type of ride that you want to do. Say you're trying to get, like, you know, like some really good, like sprints in or something like that. You can do a crit, you know, if you want to get kind of like some longer sustained efforts, you can do like a flatter, a flatter road race or a climbing road race. So that's kind of what's fun about it. Like it just makes training
0: so much more entertaining. I will say I can't find any climbing races.
1: You know, I, you're correct. I don't think there's a lot and i don't
0: really surprising to me
1: well i don't think they're super popular because watts per kg becomes such an issue with the climbing race if you think about it um so i think people like the crits because everybody's on a little bit of an equal footing it's mostly about how many raw watts you can put out don't get me wrong weight definitely matters and like the depending on what your weight is like there's little undulations and kind of moving up and down in the field that'll definitely affect your performance in the crit but um i've done a climbing road race or two and the race just gets absolutely blown up like you don't see people you see people like at the base of the climb and then you're basically uh self selecting the group that you're going to be racing in for the rest of the the rest of the race
0: sure yeah um i forgot what i was talking about before but Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so um, I'm replacing some stuff with Zwift. Uh, the one thing, I mean, now I don't have to buy one, but I was thinking about getting a running pod. What is it doing?
1: Pod? Uh, oh, uh, Zwift, Zwift running. Running. Yeah.
0: I've always wondered. It's only what costs that's forty like. bucks.
1: Only costs forty bucks. Forty
0: bucks to get started. Yeah. Well,
1: don't you need a treadmill for? No.
0: Just just the running pot on your shoe. Well,
1: yeah, but I mean, like, you can't. or well, you gonna take an iPad outside and just run? Oh and no! A, it well, up. of
0: course, you need a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, so but you're you go gonna to go like, like the, the, the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So then you'll just need like your phone or an iPad yeah, to stream it off. Exactly. That's actually kind of a good. That's kind of a good idea, like to make because you always say, um, you know, you can't do the treadmill. You get so bored
0: on the treadmill. The treadmill is kind of my. My your, your Achilles, your Achilles, I, I, how I feel about the treadmill is how everyone else feels about biking inside,
1: which is so insane because you love indoor training. But I kind of yeah. get it. It's um, I actually I would bring when I was doing some more running, I'd bring an iPad to like the gym and just like run on the treadmill and just like put a movie on the iPad. and I kind of like that. But it's definitely harder to concentrate on just because you're bouncing up and down instead of like on a bike You're just like super
0: stationary. Well, what my nightmare is is like so last week it was during our recovery week We went to the YMCA and Anna actually forgot her earphones So she's just like you better not wear your earphones either. Oh, what? Yeah, so I did a that's cold 35 minute run no music no just, podcast.
1: You're just watching like the preset channels on the, on the uh, wall. That's,
0: that's, yeah, you know, that's watching, on mute. You're watching a home improvement? No, it was like CNN or something. Oh, man. On mute, no captions. That's painful. It was a that's rough pain. 30. It was only a 35-minute run because it, it was a recovery week, yeah. but it was rough.
1: That is pain right there. Yeah. Yeah. So- getting back a little bit to, to Zwift. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what are your, cause like I've, I've kind of talked about like what I like about Zwift and like, Mm -hmm. I've actually had a little bit more experience with it than you have, but I'm interested to get your perspective. Like you just started doing it. You just tried the races. Yeah. yeah. What are like, what are your thoughts on it? So
0: my first, so from there, I kind of have two perspectives. There's the it side of me that kind of looks at this but then there's the consumer side of me that looks like at this sure um the it side of me kind of looks at all this and like zwift does a lot of things really poorly Mm, okay interesting okay um it is it doesn't have a good ui user interface it is not easy to use they don't make it like just straightforward, like you could pick it up and know how to get started, you know. Yeah. Um. Like one thing, for example, was I did a workout, like I, I made a custom workout from my trainer road workout, sure. and I wanted to try it out. Uh, it's so it doesn't have the capa- It doesn't have an. And maybe if it does, I don't. I don't know how to do it. Back to the. It has a poor interface of like. Sure. I I kept having to Google stuff of like how do I do this. Yeah. It, it's, it's not very straightforward of how to use. So, like, if I have to calibrate my trainer, mm-hmm. so on, like, trainer Road, it has an option to stop Bluetooth to your trainer. Mm-hmm. You go into your calibration, like, app, calibrate it, close out of that, go back into Trainer Road, and then re-enable your trainer. Right. And then I can go from calibration to, to the workout, you know? Yep. yep. On Zwift, as far as I know, they don't have that capability. So mm-hmm. I had to, like, disconnect... Zwift on my phone, calibrate, but it was still connected on my laptop. So when then when I connected back to my phone, it didn't like sync up because the uh, my computer was like in the workout. Yeah, and then I got it connected, but erg mode wouldn't uh, start, and I couldn't figure out how to get back into erg mode on mm-hmm. my phone, and I couldn't figure out how to do it on my laptop. I I Googled it, how do you get into erg mode, and it was like. Click at the lower middle part of the screen, and yeah. like an invisible interface will pop up. It's not the most intuitive software. And I'm just yeah. like, what? The way I press, the way just I- put a th- like a little button that says "erg."
1: Yeah, the way that I look at it is, or
0: put it in menu. Why? It, why is it not in menu?
1: It has all the features you need to make your trainer work and work well and pair and. Um, get a workout in, you just don't know how to use it. Like you got to like learn the ins and outs of like where to find these. And I totally agree. It shouldn't be that you shouldn't have to like look up on a different website. How do I like, you know, pair this device or that
0: device? I'd I'd agree there. Yeah, it is. It is also too cluttered. So things like you don't need the uh, who's Zwifting around you thing.
1: I actually kind of like that, I don't, but I get it, okay. but I get it. I, get I don't
0: it. like that. If I have, like, friends that are riding with me, yeah. put a friends
1: list there. The UI is not as easily customizable as well,
0: Yeah, I would say, yeah. And then, um, so then I kind of think to myself, like, okay, so, like, where are they putting their energy, and, like, what are they trying to do to hit, like, what does their demographic want? Which kind of made me think, like, who is their demographic, and it's a 40-year-old dentist, you So.
1: Know? so i and i i'm I work in the games industry, so I don't you have like a better um like hardware perspective, and I think I have a better maybe um like like gamification sure. perspective and that's what I think I, okay nails no, you know what i
0: i I look at it as kind of like how are they how do i say um what is the um uh the mechanics like, the mechanics yeah. of it, the visuals of it, how you use it is kind of how I was looking mm-hmm. at it. And that's why I said, like, okay, so they must be putting their effort towards something here, and it's clearly not, like, the things that I have issue with.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think with with a game like Zwift, so the thing that I think they've nailed is the, uh, the gamification of riding, uh, like, the leveling up the power so ups. that's where and I, I think people so like a certain dem, a certain amount of people kind of knocked Swift for this because everybody thought why isn't it not more realistic why is it not more like oh I'm riding a real map or I'm riding France or Alps and stuff like that and I don't think that's what people want and I thought that's what I wanted and then after riding Zwift I was like no I like this I really like you know and there's so many different races mm. and options and stuff like that it's a really hard problem to solve because you know there's obviously there's like a lot more people than just like the 40-year-old dentist demographic that rides Swift, but everybody that rides it uses it for a different reason as opposed to like a video game everybody plays a video game and typically there's like oh they're either playing some more single-player or they're playing online and multiplayer with Swift you've got the entertain people just want to ride they want to stay inside and ride interesting terrain people just want to race they think it's a cool racing tool People just want to train and use it for intervals and like track their workouts on that. So I think you've got a lot more varied uses of the platform, and I think that's a tough problem to solve. And I'd imagine that's where all their energy goes. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we make this game fit all of these different uh, profiles?
0: Yeah, you know, so that's kind of what I thought too. Was it's the the gamification part, but also too when I kind of think about it. So like, first off, so like I don't think they focus much on, like, the customization of it. They focus on, like, the sponsorship of, like, they get Canyon and Pinarello and those kind of bikes, Uh those companies to, you know, give them money to put their bikes in there. Sure. But I don't think they focus much much on the customization because you look at actual video games and they, like, push skins and stuff, you know, that's such a huge part of, like, any kind of video game. Zwift does not... Really, so if, at least from well, my limited experience, like yeah. they're not really pushing any kind of unique skins. And mm. then during the leveling up process, everything that's locked, it doesn't show you what it is. Mm-hmm. I had to actually Google to see like what do you unlock at different levels. Mm. So I think a
1: good example of this is we've been playing a lot of Rocket League lately. Yeah, you so. should be
0: shoving the skins in people's faces so they want to ride with more. In order to get the skins even like even put up a pay like if you want a skin that's for a level 50 and you don't make them pay five bucks so we're used to games where the
1: the main way that like Rocket League is a good example if anybody's familiar it's like soccer with cars but it's a free game anybody can download it and play it for a billion hours and never spend a penny on it it's a hundred percent free and they just make money on uh, appearance. They make money on skins and upgrades and like nothing you can make that your car actually. Look cool. Yeah,
0: nothing that actually yeah. affects the game.
1: So now Zwift has similar customization where you unlock a trek bike, you unlock, um, you know, a new helmet, new glasses. There's not a lot of it, but that, but and that's
0: that's sponsorship from those companies. Sure,
1: but Zwift has a way different revenue model. They're subscription mm-hmm, based. They're subscription so based. It's not to say that they don't care about the customization, but if you're talking about like, okay, where is their developer time and energy spent? It's it's not there. It's not there. It's not inventing new sunglasses and inventing new skins and stuff like that. Um, You know, they add that once in a while, uh, but it's
0: going towards uh, whether it's maps. You know what it is? It's so it's not the gamification that they're focusing on. They're a group group ride simulator. (laughs) And that's where that's where I think they are putting most of their effort towards is two things: uh, the map building, the uh, the integration with all the new devices, yeah, and making racing and group riding better. And, and I think got, that's you, where everything's going towards.
1: You've got to think about that. It's a game that relies on inputs from external hardware. I'm sure that that is where the majority of their manpower is uh, allocated. And figuring out, I mean, how many trainers are on the market, right? Smart trainers, a lot.
0: Each one has to have like a specific integration with their
1: app. And every year when a trainer comes out, uh, it generally, they, you know, Tax, Wahoo, every couple of years they upgrade their, their flagship trainers. So they've got to completely, you know, figure out how that's going to integrate with the Zwift software. They've got to make sure that the calibration setup is, is pretty on point and looks good. So, you know, I, I don't... I give them the benefit of the doubt when it's not it could like it could be more polished and we both play a good amount of games like actual video games and you see like what the potential could be mm-hmm. um, but I do yeah I just give them the benefit of the doubt for what they're working with essentially
0: yeah and then uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on is their workouts so I wanted to compare like a workout in yeah. trainer road versus a workout in Zwift mm-hmm. uh, which I what I kind of realized is that, again, you know, their focus is not workouts. So
1: and I think the workout I think this is kind of a common uh, I don't want to say complaint, but observation by a mm-hmm. lot of people is that the workout plans and the workouts are just there to be there. Yeah, I think companies like Trainer Road, Sufferfest. I'm sure I'm missing some other ones. They have really captured the mm-hmm. structured training market. And when people do their workouts on Zwift, um, they kind of do it because they have the option to. It's not the reason why they bought Zwift.
0: Yeah. So Zwift to me felt like an AliExpress version of TrainerRoad. I don't think so. so I, how, essentially I, because, you know, it it does work. Okay. It's just like – I'm going to disagree it, with you after It kind of works, but like you can just kind of tell something's not Are you right. talking about the workouts or the, so tr- I did, the platform in general? No, no, no. no. Just how the, the workouts integrate with like – the, my erg trainer. Yeah. So on so my my biggest gripe, I guess, is so on Trainer Road, if uh, I so I, I did a workout that I've done many times on Trainer Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Baird minus one. It's five by one minute intervals, and you get three. You have three sets of those. Okay. On Trainer Road, it takes about three seconds to get go from your like uh, in between inter, like recovery uh, watts to your interval watts which for me was like, I think it was 155 was recovery, 370-ish was the interval. It takes about three seconds to get from bottom to top, okay? And you're in the interval. On Zwift, it took about 10 seconds to go up and then another 10 seconds to go down in between the intervals, mm. which was significant. Um And then besides that, so this might be my trainer, but I also don't think it is. It's I've never had like a clicking come from my trainer. And then the one time that I did a workout on Zwift, I had like a clicking coming from my trainer.
1: Hmm. Okay. So my, one of my, my like biggest pet peeves is when people, and there's like so many clickbaity YouTube videos that do this when they're like trainer road versus Zwift, what should I buy? It's like. They're not even in the same yeah. ju- like hemisphere of training apps. Uh, TrainerRoad is a gigantic library of structured training workouts that has literally any applicable cycling discipline you could possibly think of. It's very well thought out. All their time and energy goes into making those workouts and making sure all of the devices are compatible with that software and thus it's just a blue bar that you just watch across the screen and it's not very yeah. entertaining you kind of bring your own entertainment but it's good at what it
0: does what they do yeah they do like just workouts
1: yeah very well very well Zwift is a cycling entertainment yeah uh, platform mm-hmm. it's a cycling video game uh they're not even like in the same genre of cycling app um so it's it's like I just don't even like when people compare them. If you compare the workout library in Zwift to TrainerRoad, road, that's fair because that's kind of trying to copy yeah. copy what that is. Um but yeah, I just they're just two completely different things.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of there. it was kind of just like a very first evaluation of like um working out on Zwift. Uh if I had like both going back and back, I would do my like recovery rides or like long rides on Zwift, which is what I'm actually planning on doing. And then doing my like really um, high quality workouts on trainer road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I were to, yeah. If I were to choose one, I mean, we've kind of talked about uh, uh, quite a few times, like there are four very different people. Yeah. If you can get both, I mean, that is definitely the best, uh, best.
1: Do you, do you plan on doing a long rides on Zwift? Yeah. Yeah. What, how, how long do you think is the longest one? Like two one hours. Year? Two hours? Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I'm going to do on Saturday. No three hour ones? No. Getting I don't think there? I could do. Some people do like five hour Zwift rides. It's crazy. So uh, like could, that's kind uh, of a nice mix up is like what I plan on doing is like riding the like mountain areas and stuff on Saturday and then that's finishing what I wanna, up with, uh-oh. uh, with a race.
1: Oh, sorry. I, uh, um, I thought you meant the mountain biking
0: areas. Oh,
1: no. I kind of want to check that out. And, and I mean, we don't have the steering setup. So there's uh, it's not like any cooler than, you know, riding the roads, just like different scenery. Yeah. But I just want to like check it out and see kind of what it is. Apparently they have gravel roads on Zwift, too. You can get yeah. like gravel bikes and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I just want to like check it out. Like I said, I haven't played for like a year and a half or ridden for a year and a half on Zwift. So they've added a lot since I've yeah. kind of been there which is cool because, uh, like, Watopia was the big thing. They had the Richmond course and then uh, New York, which I, I do not like the New York map or I the London map. I don't
0: like London either. I don't like the flat ones because it doesn't make sense to me why, why – if this is a virtual world, why am I doing a flat route?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of agree. I, I wish you had the option to select maps, but
0: I get why they don't do that. I wish they had I – mean, maybe they do more of like a um, – like a uh, Belgian map where, like, you know, they say like hilly, but it oh, doesn't have. Like, you're seem... talking about roly terrain, is like, that what but you mean? But like, when I say roly terrain, like crazy roly ter- rolling oh, terrain. Roly where... terrain is so
1: annoying though, and because your trainer is just constantly like adding that erg resistance. I don't know. I don't. I've like oh. there's parts of the different maps that are kind of roly, sure. And they to
0: me they're just annoying. Like but, we did, I did a race on the Champs-Élysées map mm-hmm. and it just seemed like super boring because it, we pretty much just went in a straight line the entire time.
1: Yeah. There's definitely some more interesting races for sure. Especially
0: the hillier road races. Mm-hmm. I do think those are like,
1: they don't do them a lot probably because they're not as popular, but there's some cool like hilly road races where you can actually like, you know, try to put it, put an attack in over the top of a hill and then like coast down and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but yeah we'll we'll continue to play around with it i'm gonna be training on zwift all winter and going forward into the next year spring so like i might keep it during I'm, the winter yeah I'm, I'm very strongly thinking of that i'm i'm totally um, i'm totally down with it i love it i like i'm a i'm a convert i'm a fan yeah so i'm gonna keep playing it
0: i think i'm gonna start liking zwift the more i figure out the like the app you yeah. know i think i think uh you'll like
1: yeah i think you'll like it once you know it inside and
0: out yeah Oh, um, one last gripe that I had because I couldn't figure this out either was it was actually interacting with Anna's trainer as well. But Anna was connected to her phone on Trainer Road, oh, but it was coming weird. up on my thing for Zwift, and I couldn't figure out how to like delete it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't uh, – I don't know. I mean, it should just stay
0: on your trainer once it's yeah. actually calibrated. Well, it doesn't but... – that's the thing is that it automatically connects. Like, I don't have to, like, click on it. It mm-hmm. just connects and then sends it, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's weird. Um, But, again, like, I, I kind of, like, feel like there's, like, a learning curve here to the to Zwift. That, there definitely is. You know? So it kind of ma- leads me to think, like, how many people, like, are using this and just have no idea really what, like – what they can do with it
1: i've definitely gotten to a point with different trainers over time where i've wanted to literally just like yeet my trainer and zwift off of my balcony because it was just so frustrating mm-hmm. like i used to run it off my laptop and then you've got to have the bluetooth dongle uh or the yeah it's like a bluetooth dongle yeah that goes under and like dude the thing sucked at picking up my bluetooth yeah. on my trainer it was the worst so now i run it off an ipad
0: which is great way better yeah
1: yeah anyways uh maybe we move on to our next tip which is still on the topic of e-racing and cycling and that's the preseason event with project echelon racing yep so you actually watched i haven't caught it yet i watched yeah i watched uh i watched it i would say like i kind of skipped around a little bit Mm -hmm. but for the most
0: part i watched the important parts of the race yeah so uh you kind of said it was it was a little bit difficult to watch yeah um it's good that they keep it to an hour because i think that's about the limit Mm -hmm. but what i think is that they are doing this trying to mimic a actual race Mm -hmm. they need i think they need to think outside the box don't try it it's kind of like when people say like it's american racing should not be mimicking european racing we're our own thing that's why we do crit racing E racing should not be mimicking outdoor racing; it's its own thing, and I think it needs to find its own like space. Yeah. So I think the- finding a way to make it more interesting to watch because I mean, watching esports is not new. Other games mm-hmm. are able to do it, so I think there's a really good way for like cycling to do it. The way I think of it
1: is, um, what what would most people if you take like a sample of just like a random. Hundred people, do you think most of them would have more fun watching uh, sim racing, or would more people have fun watching Mario Kart? Yeah, and the answer is probably Mario, probably Mario Kart. Kart. it's more exciting. It's made to be but like. But the
0: question also too is who would who same who's, who's watching? Yeah. Well, right? no, no. Same question is: Are people more inclined to watch a uh, real soccer game? Like, if you took ten people, random people, mm-hmm. are they more inclined to watch a real soccer game for ninety minutes or watch a five-minute Rocket League? Uh, get yeah, Rocket League like, get oh, right five oh, five minutes? I got five minutes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I th- and I think, I think that's-, that's
1: the thing. So there generally, it's moved in the right direction of, like, the races are an hour long. Yeah. There is no three-hour Zwift races. It's not a thing. Like, maybe it is, but, like, mm-hmm. it's definitely not viewable. But so the fact that it was in an hour time frame mm-hmm. was great. Uh, I could actually watch it. I could, like, it, I didn't watch it live, so I could kind of skip around a little bit depending on what was going on. Um, so this, this was being run on the RGT software, which we talked about this a little bit on our last podcast with the RGT software, supposedly the physics are a little bit different. So it's not like Zwift racing where you can kind of move up and down really easily Yeah. with this software. You kind of have to like be positioned better in the field. Um, so I was like, maybe the dynamics are going to be a little bit similar to normal racing, but right from the gun the group was just kind of getting blown off the road if that makes sense. So I think it was maybe like 50 people in this Mm -hmm. race. Maybe that's too many, but it seemed like a lot of riders and almost immediately it seemed like the group was getting split pretty easily. So in that regard, it seemed much, much more like Zwift where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of like this, this game where the drafting dynamics aren't quite mimicking real life. Um, and then I guess, you know, just like give a little bit of a recap what happened in the race. Again, kind of just going over the, what seemed to be the most important uh, parts of the race. Uh, pretty early in the race, uh, local uh, cycling superstar, uh, local legend, Jaden Yeager, actually got off the front, which is pretty pretty cool because this was like definitely an international race. Like A lot of different people from across the U.S. and uh, across Europe and other places were in this race. And he basically stayed away for the entire race. And that was the race. That was how the race was won. A couple of different attep- attempts from different riders to get up to him. A um, couple got pretty close, but nobody could really stay with him for the entire length of the race. And then eventually the chase group was just kind of like whittling down and beating each other up to try to like get up to him. And um, it it came in with him winning the race solo, and then a kind of a reduced field sprint following in. So, that's how the race was won. Um, that might have been why it was kind of a little bit of an a uninteresting race because um, Jaden was just off the front for the entire race.
0: Yeah. I I think that they need to try doing their own thing. So maybe do things like, you know, it is an hour race, but it's split up into six di- different sections of 10-minute racing. Oh, like an enduro or something yeah, like that? Yeah, kind of more like an enduro race where it's like six different – short courses you you can have one sprint then a mountaintop then a hilly then a sprint again and then finish on a mountaintop do it by like points rather than time Mm. and then over the day it's you know who has the most points and then that gives you like overall points and then whoever has the most overall points so that like if you go off on an on a breakaway in the first race that might screw you in the races to come, you know, sure. Just changing that dynamic of keeping it short. I think it's the attention span thing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's very hard to watch someone go from the gun and just know like, well, he's going to win. Well, you, you know, know I, constantly changing it up though. I think that that might be for like the e-racing scene, mm-hmm. that might be what they need to keep people interested. I, I think it kind of
1: depends on who the audience is. Um, because you know if you're trying to make it more more appealing to people that might not watch any bike racing at all yeah i think that is a huge challenge to overcome and that goes directly to your point where it's like you've got to keep it interesting the entire time and keep it kind of like people on their toes and interested to watch if you're if you're making it more so for people that are just interested in bike racing and are kind of a fan already um I think then it's like, you know, you probably, they're probably just more interested in in straight up racing. Yeah. Uh, but then I think you've got to kind of put more work into like person, not personalities necessarily, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, making more of like a story of like, how's the season going so far? What are the points, you know, who are the riders to watch that kind of thing. And with e-racing, that is hard to do right now because again I, I think for especially for this series which is probably drawing a lot of people that normally just race in real life nobody really knows how anybody's going to do you know who some of the big engines are you know who does well on uh you know outdoor racing but you know it's it's hard to say going into an event like this mm-hmm. like okay who's this person is going to win here's kind of the favorites for the race um yeah
0: yeah you know i think uh what they kind of need to think Or realize that they are no longer in the cycling atmosphere here they're actually in the video game atmosphere for sure i think i think they need to kind of look at like what makes other esports successful Mm -hmm. and i mean it kind of like what we're talking about it's the it's the commentary of building the story and if you any if you watch any kind of esport you know the rounds are very short only a few minutes long Mm -hmm. and it they do that on purpose in order to you know keep your attention if a Call of Duty you know uh, eSport like tournament was doing hour-long matches nobody would watch nobody mm. wants to see a you know game that goes a hundred kills to hundred to like 90 kills that takes way too long and as soon as someone gets away everyone's like well we know who's gonna win it, instead they keep it to a few minutes three to five minutes per round and you want to see the the buildup of each round and round, and each round gives you points, and who can win the most rounds. And almost every single esport does that. And I think they can kind of take something like that and apply it to what they're trying to do. And I think they get a lot more success like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's just like, I mean,
1: you just kind of said it right there, too. It's like, the format itself, like maybe it's more digestible when you break it up into chunks and make like i I'm even just thinking like, you know, if you're doing a circuit race, it's like, okay, every single lap is a little race. And then because you're on a video game, you can just neutralize the, neutralize the race after each lap reset. And then, you know, another lap. And, um, it definitely makes things a lot more interesting. Uh, it makes things more watchable in general. Um, but, Again, it, it all depends on who the audience is, you know? I think that's, like, what Zwift has really leaned into with the gamification. I think the RGT platform and even this racing series itself is really more about the sim side of things, you know? They're the, um. you know, if if Zwift is Mario Kart, uh, this is um, uh, iRacing, right? A complete well, even, driving sim.
0: I mean, even then. I mean, the, I was kind of watching the um, Formula One, uh, like, video game, series yeah. Yep again they don't do full formula one races they keep the races right. to 20 minutes yeah yeah that's a good point you know? yeah. I, I think they're in a really good spot right now where they're I, new and fresh so they don't have to say this is who we're going after they can kind of stop pivot and be like okay you know what this is really who we should be going after with this because this is the type of person really that's gonna be interested in this
1: i i think it would be awesome this is a great opportunity to roll out a grand Prix style racing event with cycling where you just do like, you know, it's a bunch of 10 minute races and it's almost like, okay, this first race, there's a heat race. And then you've got to qualify for the main, like we were really into the supercross. uh, Yeah. Like like supercross, we were too, we were really into watching supercross over the, over the winter where, you know, you've got guys like they've, they've got to like get out of their heat races, And if somebody doesn't qualify, Mm -hmm. they go to the last chance qualifier. And then after that you have your main event, which is like, you know, the who you know are the fastest riders of the night. And then maybe like, you know, so you've got like a a 10 minute heat race, uh, two 10 minute heat races, a 10 minute last chance qualifier, and a 20 minute crit main event we've talked about that before i think mm-hmm. um maybe in real life it's not
0: as not as uh realistic well but we're um, not in red real hook real is anymore. a very good example red hook is a good example open it yeah. up i mean that's just another idea do it red hook style open it up to everybody you know pro and amateur and you have to make it to the main event so it's kind of more of like a tournament style bracket mm-hmm. you know the people who are doing the like doing the low level who know they're not really going to make it far they're still going to hang out they're going to shoot the shot yeah you know, they're, they're gonna, gonna shoot to... their shot. I mean, it, it's not like anyone, any pros can get injured racing with the amateurs. Oh, well, they could, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it happens, but then I mean, they're gonna stick around to watch the final, yeah, you know? for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, let's give our last thoughts here. Last thoughts, um,
1: and we should say too, we do still plan on, on doing the yeah. amateur series, right? I think it's
0: exciting. Exciting that they are in a point where they are the first really to look at this and be like, let's do this right. But I, th- I don't think they should be pigeonholding themselves.
1: My, so uh, my, my final thoughts are like Zwift racing, e racing in general over the last couple of years has been a thing and it's kind of slowly been gaining some steam and relevancy. And now with COVID happening this year, people are really looking at e-racing as like a more um, reliable outlet to get their racing fix and their competitive, their competitive, you know, whatever juices flown. And I think it's kind of like push the issue of, all right, maybe we thought this boom in e-racing was going to take another five years. It's here now. So like, I think it's like, why don't we start experimenting a little bit more? Like yeah. let's try different things. Mm-hmm. I'm all about for like these different races to like, try different formats, figure it out. Uh, you know, if something doesn't work, like, you know, it's not like we had to, you know, pay a race organizer and, uh, you know, rent out a office park, uh, parking lot. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my only last thought is I don't think this, sh- I think e-racing needs to find its own space. Yes. You know, I don't need to watch another road race. I can watch the Vuelta right now. Right. You know what, what we need is its own thing. I want, I, I, I want to see something unique, something I can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. And I think that is – it's it's a massive void that I think they're so close. So and It's close. like they just need to find it, and I think people will grab it and, like, yeah. hold on and be along for the ride. They just need to to figure that out, and they are yeah. a great spot right now to figure it out.
1: I think there's two paths that e-racing could go down, and I think it – um it can go down both paths at the same time. One path is sim. One path is this is very realistic, as realistic as we can get it. It feels kind of like racing, it looks like racing. The other path is gamification and entertainment. And I think people have been trying to push it more into the sim aspect, but I think it needs to take a hard swing into gamification. Yeah, and then just I totally really, agree. really lean into that. And I think that's where the innovation is going to come. And that's where the growth is going to come to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're ready to wrap it up. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Good cool. podcast. Yeah. Good podcast. Uh, if anybody wants to follow us, you can find us on all your favorite socials like Facebook and Instagram. Addison's us Ad- Zwift now. Addison Zwift. Uh,
0: Ryan Gerard and Rick Grunwald. Yeah. Follow us on just, Strava too.
1: Just our names. Yeah. Hit us up. Uh, if anybody wants to ride, you know, uh, we'll be riding on Zwift.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should start posting like what races we're going to do or something. Yeah, we on social should do media. That. That'd be a good way to do like social media this winter. Ride, ride with some listeners. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a great idea. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, in that case, I think that's all we got this week uh ryan you want to send us off with any words
0: nope no that's it for me uh thanks for thanks i can't talk anymore um (laughs) thanks for watching or listening everyone uh we will see you next week see you later everybody